Welcome to Backyard Philosophy, a podcast where a couple friends grab some cold ones, sit around the fire, and talk about science, philosophy, and history. Crack one open, sit back, and get a good laugh as we discuss everything from automation to why the meaning of life is 42. A hammer, a chisel, and 22 years. And you can quite literally carve your own path in this world. But before I get into the story of a man who turned his sadness and heartache into inspiration that should all inspire all of us, Nick, how you doing and what are you drinking? I'm doing great. I'm getting ready to go for a trip. I'm uh, drinking some Coors Light and the mountains are blue drinking some white trash beer. I like it. I like it. It's as cold as the Rockies, Mike. So... <laughs> Well, I'm joining you with some uh, classic gin and juice. Nothing special, just gin and juice. But Nick, do you happen to know the story of Desharth Manhaji? Uh, I do not, Mike, and I think you know I don't know that story. Well, you're going to learn today. Desharth Manhaji, a man that came from humble beginnings, had a terrible thing happen to him, and started an inconceivable feat for most people. And most people, for nearly 22 years... Call them crazy and weird. But to fully start this story, I must give you some background on this humbled, amazing man. Dasarth Mojaji, born January 14th, 1929, in a village in the province of Bihar, India. At the time of his birth, India was still under British control, and the Indian caste system was still in place, which affects many people even to today. But that's a different story for a different time. Dasarth was born into an extremely impoverished family at the time he belonged to one of the lowest caste systems in the region to help describe this region because it will be important this land where this village where he grew up resides in is underdeveloped mountainous rough terrain takes a full day for people to travel in and out of this village because it's surrounded by mountains Daroth, as a child had a prearranged marriage made by his family his family's worked there wherever they could actually they tried to work anywhere Desarth himself worked in different locations trying to make a living and also trying, I suspect, not be married because of a child marriage setup. So he left his work at a young age, left, left his village at a young age for work. But after years of hard labor away from his village, he finally returned home and very likely happened to fall in, in love with the girl in his village. This woman was Falguni Devi. And funny enough, this woman was also the woman he was supposed to supposedly be pre-engaged to. It's funny how fate and destiny works out. But since time has passed and Tishari was no longer a child and Tishari returning back to his village without a job, the father of Falagoni Devi did not want her to marry Dinesh because he was jobless. He had no income. He had nothing. In a village where everyone was already poor, being the poorest of the poor, you kind of don't want your child to marry into that. But love finds a way. They somehow became married and had a baby boy and were madly in love with each other. Some years go by and Faluni has a baby girl. And what happens next is a little bit under debate because when researching this, there was a lot of conflicting stories in the detail of what happened. But the beginning, middle, and end, unfortunately, all conclude in the same way. But in general, this is what happened on the day that would define Desharth. Desharth is working in the fields to provide for his family, 
and his loving wife is bringing him lunch to her husband. In order to do this kind deed to bring loved one food, one has to climb mountain terrain, loose rocks that cover the ground, and sun that scorches down, making it nigh unbearable. And on this dark day, Balguni slips and falls from the mountain. Someone in the village alerts Dasrith. Dasrith, scared, worried, and feelings I can't even imagine, rushes to bring his wife to the hospital. The closest high hospital, the closest hospital, is around the mountain she just fell off of, nearly 70 kilometers away. Now, Nick, since I know you don't know metric, that's about 44 miles in Imperial, if that makes you feel a little better. Yeah, that, I, uh, I was really wondering about that. But this mountain strain where everything's hard to get by, those 44 miles, they take more than a day almost. Yeah, I work in the mountains, so just because something's an air mile from you doesn't mean it's an actual mile away. Yeah, and unfortunately, by the time Polly got to the hospital, which was 70 kilometers away, she was declared dead. She could have survived if it was not for the long journey necessary to travel around the mountain. And... Now widowed and having two children to take care of, he wanted to do the possible. He wanted to make sure the tragedy that happened to him would never happen to anyone else. He vowed to tear down a mountain. To tear down a mountain that not only climbed the life of his loving wife, but the lives of many others. Selling some of his few possessions that he owned, some say it was three goats of his family's herd, some say it was nearly all of his possessions, he sold them all to barely afford to acquire a hammer and a chisel. He began working on tearing down a mountain, bit by bit, rock by rock, every single day, in and out, for years. Nick, before I continue the story, how would you begin tearing down a mountain, armed with nothing but a hammer and chisel? No education, no money, you sold nearly all your goods, you have two kids to take care of, and you have a hammer and a chisel. How would you take down a mountain, Nick? So if I take down a mountain, am I trying to create a path through it so that people can get to the hospital faster or just actually get rid of the mountain well the first was correct he's trying to create a path well i think uh i'd go as high up as i could but still be close to the ground so where it's easily accessible no one needs to climb too hard kind of in the foothills and then figure out the closest points from either side and use some kind of uh use a compass to point in a direction, get that declination and start digging that way and start. How would you afford a compass? Uh, use magnet and a leaf and water. Or how, well, you don't have an education. How do you know about that? I would ask my God. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Desireth had literally just a hammer and a chisel and the strength and willpower of this man is unearthly because he began. He began to dig against a mountain. Not only day after day was he chipping away at a mountain, he still needed to eat and provide for his family at the same time, for he was living hand to mouth. So in the early mornings, he would work plowing fields and being a farmhand for others. And in the evening and throughout the night, he would pick up his hammer and chisel and go back to bringing a mountain to its knees. Nick, can you imagine working in working plowing fields all day and then after a hard day's work go do the work of hammering and chiseling rocks for a, against a mountain i can imagine it yes would i want to do it no <laughs> yeah no i've worked some long days and uh then done something else afterwards for whatever some physical work you know worked two jobs where i'd work on a logging crew and then afterwards i'd go and 
do more manual labor, but not to, not tearing apart a mountain. That's, a, that's what he did. Day after day, year after year, Tertharth worked tirelessly. He even began developing his own techniques, figuring out as he goes to chisel more effectively. Talk about how life finds a way. He would burn wood on top of the rocks like boulders, then sprinkle water on top of them to crack them, making it easier to turn those boulders into pebbles. Tersroth was so dedicated to this task that it said it has been, he's been said to drink dirty water and would starve himself simply because he couldn't afford to continue. So he would make sure he had enough money to continue. He would starve himself and drink contaminated water just to complete his mission. Many people called him a madman, crazy, insane. They made fun of Desarth. Desarth himself said, and I quote, When I started hammering the hill, people called me a lunatic, but that only steeled my resolve, unquote. Years went by tolling this hard work. Eventually, some people in his village began to help him, even buying him tools, giving him food. I, I imagine that someone helping even a little bit by giving you a new hammer, even that impossible task of tearing a path through a mountain, had to be such a booster in confidence. Oh, any kind of support is just going to, you know, if you make it that far to the point where people start helping you, I mean, that's it's really got to... You know, surprising enough that he didn't quit beforehand after a certain amount of days, but to make it that far where people helped him out of compassion, they were feeling sorry for him, or they realized the good he was doing, but that had to have taken a while. If I remember correctly, it took a couple years until people started helping him. So it wasn't even days, it was years. But not being deterred and having some support from the people in his village, Desroth continued for years, many, many years. 22 years to be exact. From the beginning of this impossible task in 1960 to 1982, Desroth carved at the mountain, and he won. Armed with nothing but a hammer and a chisel, Desroth carved a path through the mountain, a path 30 feet wide and over 300 feet in length, and he turned that 70 kilometers needed to get to the city, which had hospitals, which had other clean water, had other things to bring civilization in, he brought that down from 70 kilometers to nearly nearly one kilometer. But Desrothi's story doesn't end there. After doing the seeming impossible task at carving at a mountain, which to this day has saved dozens of lives since its completion and has helped improve the lives of countless people, he pushed on, on making the path safer for people. He began asking the government to pave the road and connect it to the main road, going door to door and trying to collect petitions, signatures, to have a hospital near his village, to have water piped into his village. To petition the government with all these signatures, he snuck on a train to reach Delhi, where the government was staying. But, being so poor, he didn't have enough money to buy a train ticket. So, when he was snuck onto a train and was discovered, he was thrown off the train. Trisharthi, a man with one of the strongest wills I've ever heard of, once again decided not to give up, and walked from his village to Delhi, that's over a thousand kilometers, over 700 miles, just to ask for a road to be paved and a hospital near his village. The minister honored Sarathi and gave Sarathi five acres of land in which Sarathi immediately donated to build a hospital. Sarathi said, and I quote, I do not care for these awards, this fame, the money. All I want is a road, a school, and a hospital for our people. They toll so hard. It will help their women and children. Now, to clarify on what he meant with the women and children, a lot of the deaths in his village because of the mountain were from women. They were having to walk 
to get clean water for the village up this rocky mountainous terrain and many would slip and many would die but Dasarthi, his hard work his determination paid off the government would eventually pave the road Dasarthi carved out only sadly Dasarthi would not be alive to see it Dasarthi died from cancer in august 17 2007 he was 78 years old now he is remembered as the mountain man the road he carved is named after him the Sarthi Manjaji Path. He serves as a hero to many people, even in the same village where he was once ridiculed. He is a man who had a rough life and turned his heartache into a service for others. A man who did not seek riches and glory, but rather a better life for his fellow humanity. Desarth Manjaji, a man with unfleeting willpower and unwavering determination, he did the impossible. A single man brought a mountain to its knees. We should all look to him for inspiration. And in speaking of inspiration, before I conclude this story, I want to share another quote by Tasarthi, which I hope brings inspiration to people. Tasarthi said, I started this work out of love for my wife, but continued it for my people. If I did not, no one would. End quote. If I did not, no one would. Words everyone can live by. Nick, I think, I think we can both testify if I don't do it, no one else will do it. Or if I don't do it, it won't get done. But he brings it to a whole another level, my friend. Yeah, that's uh that's pretty crazy. And that's the that's the kind of love people bullshit in their vows. Like that's that's uh that's pretty nuts. Yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm impressed. Yeah, I he fully had his heart open for humanity. And he's not the only one who's done this. I, I might talk about others in the story in the future, but a lot of people have dedicated their lives just to build a road. Something so simple can mean so much. And when you're listening to this, you might be driving to the store. Think about how nice it is to have a paved road where you can go get food, where you can go to the grocery store, where you can go get medicine, where you can go to the hospital, where it's something so simple. He worked 22 years with a hammer and a chisel. I can't even imagine the calluses he had on his hands. His hand must have been reshaped and reformed just to hold a hammer doing that day after day year after year i i don't even know if you could open your hand after that yeah i mean that's like uh I mean, we all learned about building the the railroad in the united states in school or at least people in the united states did and how many people it took and how much explosives and lives were lost doing that and uh that was with thousands of people it took six years for the united states to build the transcontinental railroad and i don't know how many people that include were did that helped with that the technologies that went into that but i can guarantee you is more than a hammer and a chisel god how much money let alone you forget he was doing this for free this wasn't his job this is what he just this was just his path to walk and again i want to literate on some numbers 30 feet wide and over 300 feet in length that is so much rock so much weight to move and since you don't have any equipment you have to break it down to a small enough size where you can move it by hand not even just breaking up the rocks which is hard work with a hammer and chisel now you have to move all that rock you broke up i i it's just and then to finally finish it and try to go to your government get kicked off the train because you can't afford a train ticket and walking over 700 miles just a petition to have a road paved. It it really makes you appreciate a little things a little bit more 
when a man does this for the ones he loves and the people he cares about. So just I'd crunch some numbers real quick. A 30 by 30 by 300 foot tunnel and assuming that rock weighs 145 pounds per cubic foot, which is on the light side, be 39,150,000 tons or 150,000 pounds of rock. Hey, Nick, can I blow your mind? Yeah. It wasn't a tunnel because he didn't have any wood. He had a clear straight path up and down to the sky. It was more like a canyon than it was a, a underground path in the mountain. Okay, so it's way over that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he had... I, I'm not quite sure how tall the mountain is because he did it on a slope. So it's not the entire mountain's length because he did he did do it quite brilliantly of going on a slope, trying to get an easier path. But still, let's just say let's just say it was 30 feet. So it was 30 feet high, I, which I think it wasn't. I think it was much higher than that. But Yeah, it must have been way higher than that. But still, how much rock that is. And today, tons of tourists come by to see it. There's a whole website dedicated to him, and it's he has honor, fame. He, people remember him because he, 22 years, like, to dedicate your... Isn't it funny, though? He has honor and fame, but all he really wanted is the hospital and the road, and there's a lot of people out there who all they want is honor and fame, and I don't, this guy could really give a rat's ass about that. That road he carved that's named after him is connected to the main road. And it is paved now. And they, <laughs> to turn something from 44 miles to down to half a mile, that's that's mind-boggling. 70 kilometers to about a thousand, but to about to about one kilometer. Nick, I, I, it, the the 22 years thing, that discipline, day in, day out. He, that's like almost nearly our entire lives, Nick, of our ages, of 22 years of just doing the same work day in and day out it's it's something that's very inspirational i think people could take a lot of inspiration from it yeah i think people definitely do i mean we've all had those projects that we're working on and it seems like we can work all day and make almost no progress but i've never had anything to this magnitude i mean just that is insane like to me not finishing a project within just doing like a little bit of work a day and just chipping away at it and being able to see my progress is one thing i doubt at the end of the day this guy could turn around and look and even really tell the progress he made only over months you could probably tell if, if that might take even years talk about like a drop in the drop of water in a bucket but nick i hope i entertained you with this story and i hope it brought people inspiration i hope it brings people's attention of what you can do with some hard work and something you put your mind to. It can change the world and impact many people's lives. Something as simple as building a road. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for listening to the Backyard Philosophy Podcast. We rarely finish a podcast without missing a point we wanted to bring up, so let us know what we forgot. And if you have a topic you want us to talk about, let us know at Backyard Philosophy on Instagram and Backyard Philosophy Podcast on Facebook.